grid constraint likely to translate into a renewables price premium, Magoro warns. This audio is brought to you by Endress and Hauser, a leading supplier of products, solutions and services for industrial process measurement and automation. Independent power producer, IPP, office head Bernard Magoro has signaled that the project's bid during the current seventh renewables procurement bid window could carry a price premium, as bidders adjust to the spatial realities that have arisen as a result of the country's prevailing grid constraints. Through the bid window, which was launched in December, government is seeking to procure 3 plus 200 megawatt of onshore wind and 1 plus 800 megawatt of solar photovoltaic, PV, capacity and a bid submission deadline of the end of April has been set. It is the first bidding round to be hosted following the partial failure of bid window 6, when only solar PV projects with a combined capacity of 1 plus 000 megawatt advanced to a preferred bidder stage after ESCOM indicated there to be no remaining grid connection capacity for those wind projects that had been vying for a 3 plus 200 megawatt allocation. The utility subsequently published a new generation connection capacity assessment, indicating there to be 19.9 gigawatts of capacity available nationally, but zero remaining capacity in the eastern, northern and western Cape provinces, where the majority of shovel-ready wind and solar projects are located. Speaking during a Crema Media webinar, Magoro noted that, of the remaining grid capacity, some 6 gigawatts was in provinces that had hitherto attracted a significant number of IPP bids, including the Northwest, the Free State and Limpopo. The residual capacity was located in provinces that had not previously featured prominently in the renewables program, namely Hauteng, Mpumalanga and KwaZulu-Natal. Obviously, the message to developers is that they need to start moving into those areas to develop their projects. We understand that there are projects that are already near ready in some of those provinces, but we must also understand that this will come at a premium for the buyer. Based on our previous bid windows, we have seen up to a 30% difference in the tariffs between the Cape region and areas such as Mpumalanga, he reported. Nordex Energy South Africa MD Compton Saunders, who is also a South African Wind Energy Association board member, also pointed to a possible timing mismatch for wind projects located outside of the three Cape provinces, as these were typically at a less advanced stage of development. While there was turbine technology available for low wind areas, Saunders said the main constraint was the time it took to progress a project to a point where it was considered to be bid-ready. Unfortunately, many projects that are mature in the Cape provinces are stranded, and it will take a couple of years for the non-constrained grid areas to fully develop projects to maturity. The physical grid connection, together with the rules governing access to the grid, were also highlighted by Actums Momiki Matlawa and MDA attorneys Vaughan Hatting as areas for urgent prioritization and intensified stakeholder engagement. Matlawa expressed an eagerness for the grid rollout to be both accelerated and used as a stimulus for the local manufacturing and construction industries. Hatting, meanwhile, indicated that the shift to a first-ready, first-serve approach should help to bottleneck the grid access process. Nevertheless, he suggested that greater attention should also be given to improving the contracting process and ecosystem, which was currently adversarial and not conducive to the type of partnering required to ensure accelerated project delivery. Energy Council CEO James Mackay said that grid issues, along with a range of other challenges, were receiving high-level attention within the National Energy Crisis Committee that had been set up by President Cyril Ramaphosa to end load shedding. We've never seen a more engaging government and ESCOM, Mackay said noting that Ramaphosa was personally meeting with business on the issue every six weeks. To rebuild trust and confidence, however, 
he said load shedding had to be tackled as the priority by stabilizing and improving the energy availability factor, EAF, of the ESCOM coal fleet, while mobilizing new investment. Our modeling has landed on a scenario that says as long as the EAF doesn't decline, and we keep the investment programs and reform programs moving forward, while keeping up with the collaborative engagement, we will be able to, from a societal perspective, end load shedding by the end of 2024. Webinar facilitator Paul O'Flaherty, of A. Parthenon Africa, underlined the importance of re-establishing security of supply as soon as possible, saying, we have to address security of supply and we have to work together to get it done.